Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. Very exciting today because we are doing a crossover episode with dynamic mother-daughter sensation Anna Conquistas and Beba Stapleton. They are the hosts of Mommy Issues podcast, which is wonderful and funny and believe me, something I can relate to. You might remember Anna from Real Housewives of Miami and we're going to definitely get into that. On their podcast, Beba and Anna talk about the differences between Gen X and millennials and their different perspectives on everything from pop culture, reality TV, relationships, whatever else is on their minds. And please remember, this is a special crossover episode of Group Text and Mommy Issues. On that note, ladies, welcome to Group Text. Okay, I don't want anyone to feel excluded so, and I want to make sure that I mention you have another daughter, I Katie, do. and a new granddaughter named Lola. Yes. Uh, congratulations. Anna, do you feel like a grandmother yet? Um, yeah, I feel like a grandmother. <laughs> I feel like a grandmother because I'm ridiculous, you know, in all the ways that grandmothers are. I mean, there is not one person that I meet, even five seconds is enough for me to pull out the picture. And I never thought I'd be that person. And so I'm I'm embracing the grandmother thing. Yeah. What are you called? My mother, everyone's like, what is she gonna what is he gonna call you? My mom was like, Grandma. He she doesn't call me anything yet because she's too little, but she's about to. But uh the, we decided on G. Okay. G is cool. G is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It might, you know, she's gonna have to explain to her friends that it's not for Gangsta grandmother. Yeah, well, <laughs> why not? Maybe she'll Kinda say my is. grandmother's a gangster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how old is Lola now? And, you know, we all know she's beautiful and perfect and blah, 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 because they all are. Tell me about her. <laughs> she's the best. She's a year and a half, like next week, I think next week. And she's beautiful and perfect and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I just discovered when I when I was younger, I had a lisp that I had to do spe- speech therapy for, she has a lisp. I just found out like today that she has a lisp. I'm like, oh, so cute. It's kind of the only thing that reflects me in her. She looks nothing like me. She is the whitest baby <laughs> you've ever seen. Like brondish hair, blue eyes, pale skin. I go in, I, I go to parks and people are like, oh, where's the mommy? Are you the nanny? And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not the nanny. I birthed her. Yeah, Cooper looks nothing like me. 
Yeah. Like he's a spitting image of his dad, except for like through the eyes a little. And he has like the same smile as me. That's good. That's the same smile is good. But that's it. That's it. Yeah. That it's, it's people are like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's mine. Um, Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about the mother daughter relationship and my mother and I obviously had a very unique relationship. Um, yours has been called, we used to say unique. You guys have been called unorthodox. <laughs> Who's calling us or unorthodox? I like it. I'm good. We are. I think we are unorthodox. And I don't know. I, you know, you, you, I had two girls uh, and, and Kathy is only 11 months older than Beva. And I, I raised oh, them bless the you. Bless you. Right? Who does that? Not on purpose. And two teenage girls at once. That's a good time for everybody. Oh, my God. It was bad. Teen and preteen. Mm. Like 11 to 13. Oh, my God. They're the devil. Cool. The devil. I don't even want to think about it. But anyway, so my other daughter's like perfect. And, and and when I say perfect in the traditional ways that you want perfect, right? She, you know, always did the right things. She's always been polite. She's always minded her manners. She, you know, went to college, went to law school, lives, I went you to know, college. What the fuck? I know, I, I know, but you have, you've been a problem from the beginning. Right. And, and so you do the same thing and, 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 and then you get this and, and I can't control this, uh-huh. even though this, <laughs> as I point to the screen, um, is very, um, she has all these great qualities. She's super industrious. She's smart. She's all those things, but she has her own way of doing shit. And it's the the hard way, the long, the way that makes me suffer through it. And she just doesn't listen to advice and doesn't. Well, the issue was that my mom is a control freak, like very much likes things done her way. And I did not adhere to that. And that's why I was the quote unquote problem child, because I didn't do the things that she wanted me to do. I think when right you- when she's three years old, you know, you don't ha- you don't have the right to make a decision about what you're going to do when you're five years old when you decided to move out of the house with like the back of a brush and some nail polish for protection. So she's. Uh, by the way, was you, were you right to try and move out? <laughs> I had to go. I had to leave. I had things to do. People to see. I, <laughs> I had to go. But she sat on the floor behind the big tire of an SUV in the driveway. That's how far she got. No, because I because when I left, they were like, okay, if you're leaving, then go. And then they locked me out of the house. I got so scared. I couldn't even go past the driveway because I was so little. And then they wouldn't let me back in because they wanted to teach me a lesson. Did it work? So I, I definitely did not run away again, except when I moved across the country and never came back home. <laughs> jokes on you <laughs> it's funny because uh, i know with my mom and i you know especially mothers and daughters it's a very unique in the best way very often uh, relationship like how do you smooth things over after a disagreement my mom and i had very different fighting styles and very different conflict resolution styles for example she wouldn't apologize and just pretend whatever it was didn't happen. I was a seether. I would, and she would be like, oh, oh, Melissa, this is just ridiculous. I'm like, no, it's not ridiculous. You can't pretend it didn't, un- didn't yeah. just happen. And she'd be like, okay, fine, I'm sorry. Like, well, well that was heartfelt. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes pretend like nothing happened because 
it really is nothing in the in the grand scheme of things. But with her now, I've learned I've got to leave her alone, have her have 10 sessions of therapy about it. And then she'll call me and then tell me how I did her wrong and how what she felt and that I don't see her and that I, you know, trample all over her, whatever. You're you know, belittling that, well, it, but sure. Yes. No, you're, you know. I, I need I need to I be validated. I need my feelings to be validated. That, if you hurt yeah, me, that, I that. need to be like, here is how validated. you hurt me. Please acknowledge that. Even if you're not sorry, just like, I think for me, I need to say it out loud. And what works is like when my mom first started on Housewives, I was 20 years old. It was probably w the worst time in our relationship. Like we weren't, we wouldn't talk. If we did talk, it would blow up so quickly. And what happened was when Housewives started and they pointed a camera at us, they were like, hey, we need you to talk about these things, like things that we didn't know how to talk about. And I think when a camera was pointed at us, there was like this need to kind of be civilized and like put together. And it helped. And and too honest too. But it helped our relationship because we actually started talking about stuff that we desperately needed to talk about. And I think it's kind of like translated to our podcast now where we hash everything out in front of everybody, but it weirdly helps because it's a feeling of like, we both have to, at the end of this, at the end of this hour that we're recording, we have to resolve it because we have to keep pushing forward and it always works. It really does. But it's, it's weird the way that it comes on, on the podcast, because obviously we don't plan anything. We plan to talk about celebrity news, you know, Bravo bullshit, like Biba calls it. And then with those stories as the backdrop, we discover these things where we just don't agree where to me, it's so clear that it should be this way. And to her, it's so clear that it should be the other way. And, and it it gets heated sometimes, but you know I I don't know if you know you didn't have it in your notes there, but she's the president of the woke Olympics oh and God. she's over therapized, <laughs> and all that informs her opinions. I like that the woke Olympics. Um, I, maybe this statement will ring true. Well, at least to one person on maybe both of you. My mom and I once had a huge fight, huge, and I said, you know. If you talk to your friends the way you talk to me, you wouldn't have any friends, blah, 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 blah. And my mom had flown in that night, and the next morning, she's standing in my kitchen eating out of the refrigerator, and she looks at me. I'm like, you have no boundaries. She goes, finally, she said to me, Melissa, I acknowledge that you have boundaries. I just choose not to respect them. I love it. I love it. I, can I, I we put that on a t-shirt and <laughs> we put that on a t-shirt like seriously that's, I, I, yeah this whole boundary shit that's all new just like feeding your children and letting them throw shit all over the place what happens to the little airplane like why is everything different i'm not that much older i had you pretty young like think about it everything is different i don't know if your mom felt that way but it's very frustrating um, um i'm sure she did because especially the working relationship becomes very complicated um yeah because yes so my mom and i would have the red carpet or fashion police and you know especially if it was a content issue we would get into arguments about it and then we would leave the studio and she would be in the car whistling, oh, let's stop and get lunch. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm driving home white knuckling Crying. on <laughs> yeah. the wheel. Like I can't get home fast enough to get away from her. Is, yeah. Do yeah. you find that in your dynamic? 
One. Oh, listen, I'm going to LA in a few days and she'll start stressing out before I, the white knuckles is just like I boarded and I'll be there in five and a half hours and she's already like stressed out about it. Yeah, I, I think. That- and it's unreasonable because does okay. anything ever happen? No. Okay. I mean, to a certain extent, no, but you, yeah. I I used to get statements along the lines of, um, Okay, so one time my mother stopped with Cooper on the way home from somewhere because he was hungry and they had a snack. Well, apparently the snack was two pieces of pizza. Mm. And then we get home and he doesn't want to eat dinner and he doesn't want to use vegetables and it ends up just a disaster and he goes to his room. And my mom, with a straight face, looked at me and said, you know, Melissa, you've really got to be better about his eating habits. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would send me over the edge. Oh, it did. (laughs) But you're going to be doing the same thing. 100%. I think, listen, at the end of the day, choosing to work with your mom is, it's a choice. It's a bold, strong choice. And the thing is, it's it's great. But the thing that helps us is the fact that we we don't live near each other. I think the distance of how... the actual physical distance that we have makes it better because when she is here, it's like, again, civilized. We have to be, we have to have like a quality good time because it's like, well, we never really get to see each other. So it feels like let's make this really special and let's not bite and let's not do anything that's going to rock the boat. This episode is sponsored by Via Hemp. Ah, yes, summer, longer days, warmer nights, and the incessant chirping of crickets reminding you that sleep is a precious commodity. Whether you need to set the mood in the bedroom or just unwind after a day battling the sun, Vaya has your back. Enter their Rest and Recovery Gummies, a magical concoction of passion flower, L-theanine, and cannabinoids designed to lull you into a state of blissful tranquility. With options for both the THC-tolerant and the THC-shy, Vaya ensures you'll find your perfect dosage for achieving peak comfort. Vaya isn't just about taming the sleep monsters. They've got a whole array of gummies to cater to every whim and fancy with or without THC. And they'll discreetly ship their goodies straight to your doorstep, no matter which of the 50 states you call home. Just sit back, relax, and let Vaya work its magic. So if you're 21 plus, you can get 15% off a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code. Head to viahemp.com and use the code GROUPTEXT to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So I have tried their Zen gummies and I got to tell you, they are amazing. I live in a very sort of continual stressed out state from work to being a mom to, well, just life in general. And the Zen gummies have been amazing for me. Head to viahemp.com and use the code GROUPTEXT to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P. Dot com and use the code group text at checkout enhance your everyday with via hemp 
but you know, of course, listen, listen, and I don't, I don't even, how could we do anything? By the time I leave there, I've bit my tongue so many times that I have to have it reattached to Jackson Memorial when I land in Miami. By the way, you think because... I'm not biting my tongue, girl, please. Okay. Maybe this time don't bite your tongue. Like say, say whatever you have to say. Oh, right. I, I I'm want sorry. It because I'm sorry. I know which side I'm taking on that. That is the biggest <laughs> no, no. crock of shit that she Absolutely. can say anything and you'll just listen. <laughs> Don't fall into that trap. This is why we have a support group. Listen. This is, you call me, I'm now your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I know the traps. I stay clear. I'm like, okay, crazy. Gotcha. If you tell me the things that bother you that make you bite your tongue, then maybe I do them less you frequently. Won't. You won't. Yes, I No, won't. you won't. Okay. You'll keep doing the same shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, you know, when somebody decides who you are and puts you in that little box, that's it. No, that's not it, true. Yes. You know that's what it is? You, are. you know what it is? You can't change your mother. That's it. You just can't change you can't your mother. Change your mother, but I am not the same person I was when I had you at 25 years old. Do you understand? I've For evolved. Sure. For and sure. I've I've matured and I don't there's things that I did in the past that I'm like horrified about that I wouldn't do today. Right. Yeah, I've had this conversation. <laughs> Next question. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> say, um what do you, drives you well, okay, I think we know what drives you crazy about each other. Um what is the most wonderful thing about each other? That's a great oh. question. I'll go first. Okay. okay. My Good, because I have to think of this. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> My mom shows up. She she's a person who shows up when you need her. We'll drop everything at any it could be the most important thing in the world. She'll drop it if you call and you say, I need you she will be there. And I think that that's, especially nowadays, very rare and very hard to find. So I appreciate a mom who's like, I, I always know I can count on her. Which is fantastic. Yeah, that is great. That is great. Now you go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, there's a lot of things. First of all, she, um, she has a way of a different way of looking at things. And I think that she helps me lighten up a little bit. Um, you know, what's great about her. I mean, I already told she's, she's smart. She's funny. She's industrious when she puts, she's an amazing mother. I mean, wow. You know, like, wow, seriously. Um, I mean, she's my daughter. I could go on forever, but yeah, she (laughs) walks into a room and you have to look because there, she has an essence about her and she's, she's very special, but man, she's hard to control. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how we are. Like I said, support group, Monday, support Wednesday, group. Friday. <laughs> I think I need Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday. And we do serve co- and we serve cookies. Perfect. So it's oh, all good. It's all <laughs> good. Okay. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a little bit about Miami before we get more into okay. uh, the podcast. Okay. So we really do think we know everything about you you made such an impact on the show that you're still making waves (laughs) i honestly this season when they asked me just to do a cameo they invited me to a lunch i said fine you know i'll go i you know pimping some of my products brought somebody a gift they said they were going to show them of course they didn't show them 
And I showed up there and it just cleared the room. <laughs> it didn't really clear the room, but two, you know, uh, uh, the women left. And it was, it was surprising to me because while I may have, well, all the skeletons, all their skeletons may be in my storage closet and I know them all. Why would I show up to a lunch with a list of like, you know, different things to attack people? It wouldn't make sense, but it was weird. They were so scared and it just became fodder for the entire basic rest of the season. So why, why I was like, honestly, like, why are you so scary to them? That was my question. I, I, I mean, you know, in particular, these women are not, um, you know, one of them is gets kind of, you know, when, you know, these shows, it's all like your comeback, then my comeback, my retort, and they're not really good at that. And so that's one of my strong students. <laughs> and I, I, that's a I, lovely you know, way of calling them dumb, stupid. Yeah. Dumb. Right. It's a very exactly. diplomatic way. Yeah. So I was trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> um, and um yeah and and so it was it was whatever you know the editing is and a lot is taken out and not everything was shown but um but it was funny to see that i have that kind of influence <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted, wanted to go there and let people know that not all cuban girls call each other bro yeah and uh you know and all the other things exactly that, uh, wonderful attributes that they have okay. that we're not all like that. So let's talk about the podcast because I love yeah. it. Mommy issues. Um, you hosted together. Who came up with the idea? It was me, me. I don't know. I think it was me. It, listen, we both were, we both wanted to highlight our dynamic. Cause we thought like every time we got off the phone, we would be like laughing by the end and being like, what, what is, what, who are we, what are we even talking about? And we thought it would be funny to kind of like show it to everybody. So honestly, the podcast started as it, we titled it. Okay. Boomer. Cause it was about really showing the gap in our generations and how we can like blend them and create a bridge so she can see my side and I can see her side. But when I had my baby, it really did become mommy issues. Cause it was like, I have trauma from her. She has trauma from her mom. I'm trying not to fuck up my kid. And it's just all connected. Um, but I think the, and I'm not a boomer. I'm like five oh seconds away from a boomer. Okay. But it doesn't matter. You're and not I in was, the same gen. I, okay. I was going to correct you on that because we're gen X. And we are considered, and this is all over social media, which I love the, the description. We are the last generation of feral children. Loosely translated. We weren't put in car seats. We didn't snitch. We had no clue what a safe space was. And, you know, that you know, parents smoked in the car with the windows. I was just going to say I had a car seat, but it had an ashtray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I have a son who's actually Gen Z, which I like to think of as millennial light. Yeah. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like putting it, yeah. And he cannot get his head around what our childhood was like. And Anna, I'm now discovering you actually speak millennial. <laughs> You do. I think I, I think I do. I think I do. I don't know. It was just them growing up, us being right next to University of Miami and my house being party central. <laughs> I just started to understand how they spoke, you know, and, and, and kind of just pick that up. It just 
I don't know. She still yeah. listen. She's got Boomer and Gen X in her. There's still things that I have to. Uh, yeah, there, there, there are Boomers th- do not have uh, Gen X. Do we do we take offense to Boomers? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we take offense. We take to offense okay. because fine, fine. they were all Boomers were all about you know the perfect house and the perfect familyness. I, X don't X don't care. Okay, then I'm so sorry to bring it to you. My mom is is giving Boomer because she did care about that. She did. You can't care about what care about like having the like the perfect little house with the perfect oh, little yeah. family. I, you but did. that's also more of a of a cultural thing, not a yeah. Gen X thing. Yeah, you forget so, uh, we came up with like you know new wave and punk and all that stuff. Look, listen, I you offered a support I, group, and now you're taking my mom's side, and I feel unsafe. <laughs> I feel very <laughs> unsafe. <laughs> oh, are you feeling vulnerable? She needs to be validated. Please validate her. Don't worry. Do you see her? I, I understand Did you. you see her? I understand you on a very <laughs> profound level. Okay. However, okay. as everyone should be seeing on social media, you don't fuck with Gen X. Because we That's will. it, Ava. Don't fuck with Gen X. We will kill you and not oh, even I know. think about it. And And, I will cut a bitch with my words. And you will lay your head. Just ask the housewives. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What have you learned from your Gen X mom? Because I feel we're very wise. Cooper might argue. Like he says things to me like, which is so ridiculous. Oh my God, I'm not nearly as bad as you were. That's not fair. At which my answer is, Oh, well, different times, <laughs> different times and different parenting and different, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, look, Beva, before you answer, I can't even think of anything. <gasps> what? Okay. You know anything. what you all have learned from, from Jack? That X? you've learned from me. Well, I, I want you to remember like all those times, whenever it happens, it's, it's about once a year. It used to happen more often where you go into this very, very dark place and you start panicking and More it's this abyss mm-hmm. of emotion. And there's nobody that you can talk to but me. And you'll call me from wherever you are. And I don't know how it happens, but the words that come out of my mouth are so fucking wise <laughs> and I that I surprise myself because I didn't have pl- a, a time to plan this. I didn't know what crawled up your ass that day. Okay. There was no way. And the stuff that I would say was like, it was like kind of divine intervention. Somebody was speaking through me. And I think that I'm probably the person that can talk you down from the highest ledge. For sure. Listen, I'm just saying I'm drawing a blank is all. It's not that you haven't taught me anything. I just, there's so many things that you've taught me. I can't even pick one. (laughs) No, I, I I think you've taught, I think you've taught me to not take myself so seriously. I think especially, I don't know, I feel like people can relate to this in like their early 30s. You're like, you're trying to create something, you're trying to be something. And it's really easy to start taking yourself really seriously and be like, I want to be respected. And I want to whatever. I think adding back the levity back in your life and being like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We're all doing our best and blah, blah, blah. And don't take yourself too seriously. I have to constantly remind myself of that. And I think that you've taught me that. And also one the most important thing was also because when you got to LA, you changed completely. And I was told you never dim your light to make anybody else mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Yeah, that's a good one. She was dealing with a lot of like, you know, she's a Miami girl, so she looked different and she's, you know, very tall. She's she's got a beautiful body. And she started just kind of covering up. I tried to and conform. Covering... I tried to like blend in. Yeah. 
and and just because it made the you know other girlfriends uncomfortable or I mean, she wasn't going out looking like a hooker i mean right i don't know <laughs> time okay. questionable at um, moments yeah yeah but now you know she dresses like a soccer mom anyway but um <laughs> before it was like why are you doing that yeah you know that that to me was one of the lessons that i hope you've learned okay, I have, now, yes what lessons have you learned from your millennial um i've learned a lot of things that i used to say and do and think really that what that were not appropriate not okay anymore and and really taught me how to think that way cuz it's 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 one thing to know you can't say this that's not allowed but to really understand why it it takes a long time to at least for me you know it, it's true it doesn't even matter our ages or whether we're both gen x but growing up in miami in a cuban family it's like it's like being a boomer because there it's just so square mm-hmm. and these are the lines and you don't go outside of this and you don't ever get married until you know i mean you don't ever have sex until you get married i i swear i did not have sex until i got married which by the way was the biggest mistake cuz it ended up being really bad sex and you didn't <laughs> you know, know. and didn't i know. didn't know i had nothing to compare it to but yeah. also it's, so, that's that generation also that you don't move out of your parents house till you move into your husband's not. house yes i wasn't allowed to go away to college yeah neither was i yeah oh <laughs> but that's a di- no that's a different reason. She had a boyfriend that was crazy and she was Patty Hearst. That, so she, that's for another. It's tune into mommy. Yeah. That one. But um, yeah, I I um I forgot what I was saying, but I, also I lose my train of thought a lot. <laughs> oh, we all do. But I want to talk because you brought up being uh, Cuban and yeah. being raised that way. And you're a big cook. You have a new book coming out, Modern Cuban. Where do you get, and it's your fourth yeah. cookbook. Where do you keep coming up with stuff? I mean, one is a lot, two is four is like, you know, you, where do you even go with that? You know, I this one was different. I never thought I would do another one. Um, the first one I did, you know, seriously for fun to for my girls to to have our recipes. Um, you know, I kept going to bookstores and it was all like Cuban food with mango sauce and that's Cuban and that's not really Cuban food. So I, or, you know, low carb or something like that. It's like, no, I wanted them to have the traditional hardcore Cuban recipes. And so the first little book Cuban chicks can cook was, it was self-published and then a a publishing company um, read it and they liked it because of, you know, they liked my voice because it was a lot of anecdotes about growing up first generation Cuban American and all that. And so one book net to another to another. I uh, did one for the Versailles restaurant in Miami, which is like a very famous yep. Cuban restaurant. And then I started realizing that, you know, Cuban food shouldn't be limited, you know, to to just people who just want this ethnic cuisine. I find it to be like the ultimate comfort food. And and so I this book was a lot of the traditional recipes and you have those recipes there and then giving options if you're vegan or keto or have other kind of uh, dietary restrictions or ve- vegetarian that you can find a way to adapt this recipe. And I don't think that there's a lot of that out there and, um, and just getting like a fresh take on everything. Cause it's been, you know, 2005 was the first book. That's, so, uh, but it's wow, nice, yeah. you know, it's, you write what you know. <laughs> what do you guys see as your next 
um, mother-daughter venture, because I'm just going to warn you right now, if you say red carpet, I'm going to have to gently remind you to get your own fucking gig. Oh, okay. please. It, that, we're, we're leaving you. We're, we're leaving that yeah, for that's, you. That's all you. That's all you. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next? A book, a parenting book, uh, you know. Oh my God, a parenting book is a good idea. We were just talking about this on our last episode. My mom wants to do a musical. So that just so you know where her head's at, she was like, wouldn't it be fun to do a musical? <laughs> I'm thinking more like, let's just start smaller. Let's do a live show, maybe like get involved <laughs> with the people that listen to our podcast. But I don't know. I feel yeah, like- and and different. I mean, I have so many things that I want to talk to her about doing. Uh, I want to pimp out her child as much as possible yeah, because she's so cute and she's whatever. And we could do like a clothesline and do different things like babies. Babies check a lot of boxes. Yeah, you well, know? you could do a cookbook of your recipes through the next generation and starting to make it for your children and really Ooh. simplify it. I like oh, there that. you go. There you go. I thought of a great idea. Okay, ladies, this is exciting, and I want to. We're going to flip the script a little. So, to continue hearing this episode, go check out Mommy Issues. Awesome. Ahura Media Production.